Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joy of Pixels podcast for Friday, July 24th, 2020. I uh, hope you're all doing well. I am joined by a wonderful guest, as always, the Akko Sambo. How are you doing today, Akko? Doing pretty well. Um, I'm in the desert-like weather <laughs> of northern Germany. <laughs> but other than that, I'm fine. It's heating up. Summer is here. It's heating up. Uh, well, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, Luckless was uh, going to be joining us today, but sadly he is feeling a little under the weather, so uh, he's resting up, and uh, we wish him well. Hopefully uh, he'll be able to join us at some point in the future. But uh, we got a good show today. I think we got a lot of stuff to talk about, some exciting stuff. There was a lot of stuff that was announced. Um, so let's uh, let's see. Let's jump into, I guess, what we've been playing. I know you've had a little bit of a busy week, but um, what's been going on yeah. with you? Yeah, since uh, last week I only was able to play a little bit of Mafia 3, which I still really enjoy. I'm now a little bit further. I, I feel like now I'm... Um, I reached the part where I can see kind of how the structure of the game will look like. Um, for the rest of the game, you kind of got the introduction to how to progress. And uh, but I, but I still really enjoyed it. I think it's um, gameplay wise very solid, but um, the story still is really good. I really enjoy the characters, and uh, just the 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 atmosphere of the game still really strikes me uh, as very intriguing and very fun and different. Um, so I'm I'm having a very good time with that. The, there was especially one main mission. Um, so without spotting anything, one of the main uh, quests is pretty much that you uproot local mobs um, of a certain area, um, try to kill the mob boss to, at the end, get to the final boss, so to speak. And um, I uh, did that with the first area. And it was a really cool final mission uh, where you had to uh, go through a very unique setting. I don't want to spoil anything, but it was a very special area where you then um, could either completely uh, fire your way through, but you can also choose to be more stealthy and very sneaky in the game, Ooh. which is really, really good. I like um, that. And I'm... And I mostly got through that uh, mission without having too big of a gunfight. Like there were a couple of moments where I got caught, and there you have a quick exchange. But I would say like eighty percent of that final mission, I was able to just sneak my way through and take people out almost Splinter Cell style, which was really cool. Uh, and, uh, it's a lot of fun, and I like that they give you the option of having these different approaches. And they also show in like smaller locations. I had one where um, I had to infiltrate uh, a place and um, confront a local guy. And uh, the first time I went through that area, I um, I think I died or I had to return to that area. But the second time I noticed that there are also additional different paths that you can take in those areas and uh, almost hidden path where I could climb uh, over a trash can to then get over a wall yeah. and then uh, take a more sneaky route, which is really cool. And uh, I, I like when games add that and it makes the gameplay <clears throat> a lot more fun and interesting. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to continue with that. And I think so far it's, uh, it, it's a really, really good game. I think um, it's, pretty easy if i remember right it's pretty easy to get silenced weapons in that game too right yeah yeah um, i i do have a silenced pistol uh, at the very least which i'm yeah. using which also then uh, i can use to uh, play more splinter cell <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah, they showed a little bit more of the Mafia 1 remaster, the footage from that. Um, and it looks really, really good. Uh, I'm I'm excited to check that out when it comes out. Uh, man, there's just too many games. I just I want to play through all of these games. Um, and there's especially since they all much. come out within a couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though. I'm glad that you're still enjoying that. Yeah, um, I'm uh, looking forward to to continue with that. Um, I, again, I can uh, only say like if you want a story focused GTA with better melee mechanics, this is where where it's at. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if I remember right, like you were talking about stealth, I think you can even like, uh, I remember like one of the early missions that kind of teaches you stealth, like you can hide behind things and like pull people from, uh, yeah, from it's, in it's, cover it's and precise. like take them yeah, out and it, yeah, it's some good stealth mechanics, like legit good stealth mechanics. Um, so that it's no joke, and I think the game got a lot of flack initially for basically three reasons from what I've gathered. For one, that uh, some of the mid-game structure is a little bit repetitive, which I can see with uh, some of them uh, side quests being that way. Um, but then also, since it was a departure in, in theme from the first Mafia games, uh, having the complete new setting, and uh, uh, now I can't compare those, but I can see that maybe happening. But since I don't have a connection to the uh, previous Mafia games, I could just see it as a standalone experience uh, to me and then i think um another one were some technical issues and bugs and i did have a couple of those um there were a couple of times where i had to reload the game especially one time where i talked to a main character and then up until then you then basically immediately got your uh, uh optional quests on the map and knew where to go but i didn't get that so I wasn't sure, okay, do I now have to explore and find those places on my own or not? I was driving around a little bit trying to find it. It turns out it was just a bug and I had to reload the game mm. and then I got the, the quest points, which I'm, I like. unfortunately I knew that the game has some of those bugs and it can be a little bit buggy, so I didn't spend too much time. But I think that is one of the downsides that I would raise, that there are uh, a few gameplay bugs that yeah. you should just be aware of. And when you're aware of, it's really not that big of a deal to just reload the game if, as long as it fixes that. One thing that, uh, one bug that did bother me, and it happened twice now, is that when I talked to one of the uh, main characters, and it only happened with him, um, and it started a cutscene, and it then the cutscene stopped, but uh, and the audio stopped also, but the subtitles continued, and you couldn't back out. And when I tried oh. to reload, it just reloaded at the auto save right before that, uh, because I th don't think there's manual save slots. So that was a little unfortunate because I lost two cutscenes there. Um, so th yeah, it, it has some bugs. Uh, so far, it's not too game breaking, but uh, can it you be noted. can you skip cutscenes? You can skip cutscenes. Cut yeah. Like I, I could skip the cutscene, but obviously I d then didn't know what happened. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, I don't know if they just like abandoned. I mean, it doesn't really seem like they would have abandoned working on that game and trying to fix those bugs because they're they're putting out the remaster or whatever they're calling the remaster of it. Um, and the remaster of two and the remake of one or whatever. So it seems like they would try and fix those. Um, but then again, I, I feel like uh, from what I've heard, the Mafia 
fan community wasn't too fond of the third one. So maybe they're just shifted focus on recreating the old glory days. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, though. I'm glad you're still enjoying that game. I, yeah. I am really tempted to go back to it. Very good. Uh, do you know how long it is? How long it's supposed to be? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't looked. I mean, obviously, with open world games like that, it's always a little bit. Let me check. Uh, main story twenty two hours. Main story plus plus extra is thirty two. So that's not bad. Twenty thirty hours. I mean, it's one of those that you could probably spend a hundred hours in doing all the side stuff and everything like that. But probably or beat it in. 15 hours yeah. too if you're like super laser focused. Right, right. Uh, you been playing anything else? Uh, I have been playing off stream a little bit of Noita. Not sure if you're familiar with that little game. That came I have heard of that. I can't really remember what it is though. So uh, it uh, you you will you you won't like that aspect, but I can still uh, highly recommend it. It is in pixel graphics. I mean, okay. I know that is an issue, but uh, it's. So the basic premise is that you are some kind of wizard, I guess, and you go into into a mine, like kind of a mine shaft, and you have uh, and along oh, the is way, it is it like a two D side scroller? No, it's not a side scroller. Oh, okay. Um, it's it I'm is more. Else. I know a lot of people uh, compared it to Terraria a little bit, okay, um, in, in terms of that. Uh, but it really, it's more of a survival game because you go into that mine and your goal is pretty much to go as deep as possible or explore as much as you want. And um, I know Lactus played a bunch of it as well. Uh, and you have all kinds of different uh, magic wands that are, that are your weapons. And they have all kinds of different stats in terms of reload speed, uh, mana recharge, uh, speed, um, how many uh, spells you can assign to those uh, uh, wands, and all of these different things. And you can pick them up along the way. There are a huge variety of different spells to use, which um, makes it also very interesting to to play around with, with the effect of those, more to that in a little bit. And then you um at there are certain points where you can then switch out those uh, those spells and can uh, play around with that every time you play again it is a um is an, it's a new seed so the mine is always a little bit different um and uh you, you your 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 plan is really just to survive uh, the best you can you get some gold by uh, killing monsters and enemies down there and then there are certain well, not really checkpoints because you don't safe there but uh, points where you can reassign spells where you can uh, heal and uh, also spend that money and then you just go deeper and deeper in different areas of, of those uh, of that mine and that world but one of the big um, features of the game is I think every pixel that you see ha is um, individually um, simulated which means you have these oh, really, wow. really cool uh, environmental effects and that is for me the biggest selling point of the game is that you can really interact with the uh, with the environment. So one um, simple uh, example is that you have at some points in those mines little um, oil lamps hanging from uh, from the ceiling. So you can shoot those with your uh, magic spell. They fall down. They and they they then will uh, create a puddle of oil, 
which also has an effect on you if you have oil on yourself, you're slippery a little bit, you catch fire easier. Usually when the uh, lamp falls down, it can set fire, which then can ignite coal. And you have these crazy chain reactions that sometimes happen. Oh, that's and really it cool. Really pays, uh, pays off to pay attention to your um, surroundings because there's also poison and there's gunpowder and um, then you have to interact with with fire and water and you kind of have to really look out to what you do and when you do it because otherwise you might blow yourself up along the way or an enemy that shoots fire may ignite a, I don't know, a, a pile of gunpowder that you're on and you can also set uh, every wooden structures on fire which then burns down slowly which might open up new paths so it really pays off to pay attention to that and there is where also the variety of spells come in because you then have uh, for example a rain cloud spell which obviously doesn't seem very useful at first but then you realize it creates first of all a lot of water which means uh, you can uh, put out fire you can also um, drown enemies you can um neutralize i think for example um uh, a, a poison or oil swims on top of it so uh, it's also physically accurate in that sense mm -hmm. so you can use those spells that are not necessarily offensive to also traverse areas or to play a little uh, bit with your enemies and to figure some a certain way out there for example um some fire-based elements i don't know what they are let's call them a fire demon but if you cast a fire uh, a, a one of those um, rain clouds on them and water gets on them they take damage from that as well so you can really use that to your advantage or you can use that rain cloud to traverse a, a sea of lava um, because then the it creates a, a stone um, surface on the top because the, the water obviously then uh, cools down the lava. So it has a lot of these uh, very, very cool effects, and they, they get more and more crazy as you go on. Uh, since every playthrough is new, you then pick up different spells, and you have different wands, so you kind of have to adjust which spell uh, uh, fits for which kind of wand, and um, really, and then you can also combine them. So, for example, you have three slots in, in, uh, in a wand, so you can put three different spells in there, or you can have three of the same spells. And it depends. Some some ones shoot one at a time when you click. One uh, some shoot two at a time, and then there are also modifier spells to uh, shoot uh, automatically shoot two at a time, or that your projectile has a has a fire trail behind it. And like just a huge huge variety. And they're still working on it. It's still an early access on. Uh, Steam, I can highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, although it's uh, pixel graphics, Hal, I think you would have a blast <laughs> with it. Uh, quite literally. It because, sounds uh, really, really cool. Um, especially in the beginning when you're new to it. Uh, it's very, very addicting. Um, later on, I will say there are some things where it gets a little bit repetitive because you kind of hit a, hit a point where it just so, gets so crazy. But um, especially in the beginning when you're new to it, it's super tough. You die a lot, but it's... in incredibly fun because you have these um, unscripted moments that just sticks uh, stick with you when you create this crazy chain reaction or you kill an enemy by kicking a mining uh, card off a cliff and you hit them on the on the head and then can pick up uh, the, their gold and all the, all of these kind of things so um, highly recommend that yeah that's really cool um, so it is in early access uh, looks like it came out September 24th of last year is it PC only? Uh, that I don't, I, 
want to say I think it's on the Switch too, but I'm not 100% oh, sure. Oh, that and seems I will like say, a good Switch game. Yeah, and I played it um, when it came out and uh, now I took a little bit of a break, now played a little bit uh, again. And they added a bunch of stuff. They they changed uh, some stuff as well. There are new spells now. There uh, They uh, changed some areas. And it really pays off to explore everywhere you go. Because um, if you try it out, um, I don't want to... Uh, take anything away because it's amazing when you explore and find something like what the fuck is that and you it had definitely has has those what the fuck moments where where you are just mind blown that you just discovered this because you had the right combination of spells that uh, uh, made it able for you to go somewhere where you weren't able to go before because you didn't have those spells and you didn't think of that uh, that as an option so thinking outside the box and trying out some things and combinations with your spells. Super important, but also makes it super fun. I agree with Drunk Possum. He says, when someone talks about game mechanics so passionately as Akko talks about Noita, there is something good about it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. Um, it looks like it is uh, It is in early access, but it looks like they are very close to uh, like the full release. Um, mm-hmm. It's only 18 bucks, so that's not bad at all. I think um, they talked about one, one of the latest uh, updates that they will uh, increase the price a little bit for the... Um, I saw uh, that. I, I Has it uh, already been increased? That, that I don't know. Um, I, I think not because I don't think I pay, paid more than that. But uh, okay. I don't, don't hold me to that. Um, so there might be a price increase soon. So maybe now is a good time to to actually get it if you want to try it out. But can highly recommend it. They they also added now different game modes. I think the, you have the standard mode and then they have a daily daily challenge mode where you just play with a different seat that is for everyone the same uh, throughout that day, which is also fun, I think. And then there, there are still two game modes that are still locked, but they obviously will add more to that. Also, last little fit feature that is very, very fun. They have a... Uh, a nice little replay mode where you can um, save clips throughout uh, from the game and because there is so much crazy uh, shit happening it really is worth using using that and sharing that because I, I uh, it's a bummer that uh, Lactus isn't isn't here but maybe uh, if he comes over we can talk about it because he also uh, played um, Noida for a while he had a, a series of uh, nightly Noida where he played it uh, every night one episode or until he died or something like that and he shared so many uh, cool clips of that it's just a bunch of fun very cool uh that was noita n-o-i-t-a uh it's currently on steam and early access uh, i was looking it up it doesn't look like there is a switch hmm. um release maybe they are planning on that but i don't see any other platforms that it's currently on right now okay. Yeah, that seems really cool. Um, I just put it on my wish list. I'm going to check it out after the after the stream, as if I need more games to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and it, I, I I do really like those games sometimes that like those roguelikes that you know you can play through an entire run in like an hour or two hours or something like that. Um, I really got into um, oh shoot, I'm going to blank on the name dead it was dead something uh it was like a 2d kind of side scroller it was pixel graphics as well but it was a dead cells thank you rook mm. yeah um did you ever play dead cells no no i haven't 
Dead Cells was super addicting. I I bought it when it was when it first came out, or I guess when it was in early access. Um, and I struggled with it so much. I think that the balancing was not very well done. It was very very difficult. Um, but I picked it back up earlier this year, and I just got straight up addicted to it. I was playing that game like every day. It was kind of my uh, my before bed game that I would just do mm-hmm. a run. And it was just perfect because it would take like, you know, 30, 30, 45 minutes for a full run. Um, and just super fun, super fun, super addicting. Yeah. And uh, uh, about Noida, it is, it is really punishing um, and you will die a lot, but it also feels so good when you then have a really good run. Yeah. You are in there for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, get to a new record. At the end, it gives you stats about uh, how far you've gotten. And if you have a new record, it just feels so good. And the the deeper you get in that game, the crazier it gets. And it is so much fun. And then for every, and it then rewards you for trying out different things, maybe dying a few times, but getting that one good run uh, out of there is, is really uh, satisfying. They did a great job with that. That's, yeah, if, if you can get a game like that, that's exactly how Dead Cells was. Like it was, very challenging and it's one of those games like where you first pick it up and it's like this is impossible and i can't even get through mm. the the first level or whatever but then you just keep trying you keep learning the movements of enemies and things like that and um once you finally get to like the next level and eventually like beat the entire game or like beat the boss the end boss or whatever um it's just so satisfying and so fun yeah uh that's really cool uh yeah i'm definitely gonna check that out um. All right. Anything else you've been playing that you want to talk about? No, no, not uh, this week. Nothing that I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> does that mean we have secrets? <laughs> well, I mean, all my uh, Japanese high school dating games. I don't know if we have to talk about them. Yeah. No. We should. We should. Uh. We should definitely not talk about those. Uh, let's see. I have been playing some games. Uh, I finished up uh, Majora's Mask. Um, You're not close to the end. No, I actually finished it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was a relatively short game, uh, especially coming off of Ocarina of Time that literally took me like a year to beat that game. Um, Majora's Mask was, I don't know, maybe like... 20-ish hours, 25 hours or something like that. And uh man, this is a weird game. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Um I definitely struggled a few times with kind of the uh the time cycle mechanic. Um but for the most part, I thought it was a really good game. Um it was just so weird. Uh, it was like the most non-Zelda Zelda game. First of all, Zelda is not even in this game. <laughs> like she is nowhere to be found. Um, well, it was just a legend then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't really know what to say about it. It's just it's it's weird. It's really really weird. Uh, so if you don't if 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 you haven't played this game. Um, and don't know anything about it. My understanding is this game uh, was basically made in like eight or nine months. Um, it came out very, very quickly after Ocarina of Time, which is crazy to think about nowadays that like they just built an entire game, you know, within a year. Um, so they reused a lot of assets and things from Ocarina of Time, but they also came up with like a whole new design, a whole new 
you know, idea for a game. And I think that that's really impressive. Um, and kind of the main gist of the game is that Link is um, uh, venturing out into a new area and gets caught up in this town that the moon is falling and the moon is crashing into this town every three days. And so when the moon crashes, then it resets time and you have to redo everything. Um, you don't have to redo everything. Like you don't have to redo the dungeons that you finish. Um, but there's this whole schedule, like all these things have to be done at like certain times to do these certain quests. And um, then there's also this uh, mechanic of having masks that each mask will allow you to do different things. So there's a, a mask that like will allow you to transform into a, uh, a Zora type um, version of Link that will allow you to swim underwater and hold your breath for longer and things like that. And so you use those masks to complete the dungeons and um, discover new areas. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. It's just really, really weird. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I am enjoying just going through the old Zelda games. So now I have, I finished Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask and Breath of the Wild. So next up, I think will be Wind Waker, uh, that I want to do. Okay. I want to just eventually go through like all of the mainline Zelda games. Um, so yeah, I'm having a good time with that. Yeah, great. Um, next up, I have been playing The Surge 2. Uh, did you ever play any of this game? No, I because I heard of the first game that it had some interesting concepts, but ultimately was uh, more disappointing than, than anything else. And then I never really uh, got around to the second one. Um, but I heard that it is much improved to the first one. So I actually like the first one better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, if you don't know what the Surge is, it's kind of like a science fiction, sci-fi, uh, Dark Souls. Um, German developers too, by the way. Um, they originally, I know, they originally made um, Lords of the Fallen. I think that was their first game, um, which that was like, that was basically them saying, hey, we want to make a, a Dark Souls-like game. Um, and it was one of the first like full-on 3D kind of Dark Souls-like games. And I actually really enjoyed it. it it's it, it's received a lot of criticism, which I think is perfectly fair. Um, a lot of people don't like that game. But I liked it for what it was. I thought that they, you know, for their first game, I thought it was pretty good and I enjoyed it. Um, and then they came out with The Surge, which was a very big change it was much more of a sci-fi focused but the the best thing that i think it had was a system that instead of leveling up like stats you have this um this body suit that you wear um that you kind of level up though you level up your body by leveling up um pieces of armor and things on your your body suit so like okay. instead of you know getting plus one to endurance or plus one to your health, you get a, a better rig, like a better body rig or like better arm or better headgear or things like that. And um, uh, the way you do that is really cool. You do that by chopping off 
the body or the the armor pieces of the enemies so like when you when you select um you know in dark souls like where you you hit the right stick and it you know locks onto the enemy um you can actually select like which armor piece you want to target so in the surge you can select like just the arm or just the head and they the enemies have kind of like um a stagger meter and so when you build up that stagger meter then you can actually do like an execution and uh, chop off that particular piece of of their body, and then you like get that piece of armor. That's so really cool. I, it's a I really cool that, idea. Yeah, I always thought that uh, Dark Souls. That was one of the things that I wish Dark Souls would have done more, especially with uh, the subsequent titles, is to target limbs a little bit more, like they did that yeah. a little bit in Dark Souls One. Obviously, like with the gaping dragon, that you get a special weapon if you cut off the tail or with a gargoyle. Um, and I wonder why they never did more of that in Dark Souls 2 and 3. Um, I think there are like a couple more instances and there are definitely some instances where something special happens if you hit a certain spot, but not really that you get like a special weapon if you cut off a tail or something like that. And I would, I always wish they uh, would, would have played more, more with that mechanic because I think that is really cool that you not that it's not only then becomes especially in the second run okay now i'm not only beating this boss or want to beat this boss i want also this special weapon that yeah. i get for so this, that's uh, something like really this. interesting about the surge one and two they both have really really extensive new game plus modes um okay. because you can go through them again and you're not just facing like the same enemies but stronger like they actually add in new enemies they actually add in new armor pieces, um, new weapons that you can only get in New Game Plus. So that's a really cool incentive to uh, do a, a New Game Plus. But yeah, so the first game was, um, a lot of the criticism was that it was in a much more confined environment. It was kind of like a, a lot of office type areas, office space type areas and like um, uh, factory and building type environments. Um, but... I thought that the level design of the first one was was pretty good. I don't think it was amazing. Um, but my problem with the second one is the level design is just a mess, uh, in my opinion, in this game. Um, so, you know, Dark Souls kind of... I, I won't say it invented this because a lot of other games did this before. But they, you always had this thing like where you would start out in one area... And then you would go through and, you know, you would get like kind of totally lost and you fight a boss. And then you'd like unlock a door and then like, oh, wow, you're back at the original bonfire that you started at. So they try to incorporate that and they, they do like open up shortcuts and things like that. But the problem is it just it makes no sense, like the way that they have these shortcuts. Um, and it's it's got some kind of Metroidvania aspects to it as well. Like there's certain. Um, abilities and certain items that you need to get to access certain things that you can't access until you get like there's a there's like a lifter hook that you can ride these um, these cables to get mm-hmm. to and to and from certain areas and make it easier to access uh, areas. But the the maps are just so confusing to me, um, and there's so many different areas to go and. It, it's a little bit more open world than the first one was, but I think that that hurts it because it is open world, but it's also like still really confined areas. Um, and it, it's more like there's just more branching paths 
um, than open world. And so it just makes it very, very confusing. So when this first, when this game first came out, I think it was, uh, was it last year that Surge 2 came out? Something like that. Yeah. I think it was last year. I was, super, year, so. I was super excited for it and um, started to play through it. And then I just got like really lost and confused on where to go. Um, I got about halfway through it and just kind of just put it down uh, for something else. But uh, for whatever reason, I just I, I always wanted to come back. So I picked it up again, started a new game and um, really was just taking my time, just going through it, just like, you know, really trying to make sure that I clear out every area and remember where everything is. And I still get lost like crazy, but, um, but I I feel like I'm having a better time with it this time um, because I'm exploring a little bit more in depth and just making sure that I'm finding everything, and um, uh, I think I'm pretty close to the end. I think I'm uh, like maybe a few hours away. I think I only have like one or two more bosses left. Just kind of looking at some guides, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's it's not the best example of like what a dark souls like game can do but um uh you know if you like those kind of games i think it's definitely worth checking out i still think the surge one is fantastic and i i think i enjoy that a little bit better um uh but yeah i'm i'm enjoying that um i have also been continuing deus ex human revolution still having a really good time with that um that game is just fantastic don't have a, a lot more to say about it uh other than i hope i hope so much that we get a new deus ex like I, I hope it's not just abandoned and they go back to it uh the other big game that i've been playing is ghost of tsushima uh so that came mm. out last friday i had very good things and yeah it's been getting um i, I don't i don't feel like it's been getting like crazy high good stores uh, scores, but I think it's been getting like you know, solid eights, some nines in there. A few places are are giving it like you know sixes and sevens, um, but for the most part, it's it's pretty well received. I am, I think I'm maybe five or six hours into the game so far, and I'm honestly, I'm still a little unsure how I feel about it. Um, so the the basic story is that. Uh, you play as oh man I, I don't know if I can remember his name I think it's Jin Jin Sakai um, and it's it, it takes place or it starts up on the night of the Mongolian invasion of Japan in the 1200s I think it is um, so you know it takes place in feudal Japan uh, where the Mongols are invading and um, that's kind of the main the main plot is that the Mongols have invaded and you are just trying to uh, go through and just clear out areas. Um, it's a very, very open world game. It feels a lot like a Assassin's Creed type game. Uh, this this is very much like Assassin's Creed Japan. Um, that's what I heard. Like that, that's what was one uh, one of the descriptions that I heard. Yeah, like there, there are just like straight up encampments that you go in and you know uh, fight fight the Mongols, clear out the the Mongols, and then you can like take back over the settlement. Um, there's a map that you open up, and it has a bunch of question marks on it that are side quests or just little things to find. 
Um, but so far, I mean, for the most part, everything is just really fun. Um, the combat is the thing that I'm not super sold on yet. Um, it, I think it's going to be fun. I think it, it is going to be fun. I think I am just struggling because it, it's similar to like a Sekiro or like a Dark Souls type game. Um, but there's no lock on and that's, that's the biggest problem that I have with it. And so the camera is really, really difficult to control and the camera really gets in the way. Um, especially because you will often have like three or four people that you're, you're fighting at once or like you're going into these groups of enemies. And I mean, there is like a very minor soft lock on that you're kind of, you know, uh, whoever you're facing, you're kind of locked on. But the problem is there's like a lot of fast movements. And if you, you know, swing your sword or like if they move really quickly to kind of behind you, the camera does not move. And so you have to manually manually adjust the camera. And that's my biggest issue that I'm having. I know a lot of people are not really uh, struggling with that as much as I am. Um, so it may just be a me problem. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, really wish there was a lock on in that game. And I don't, I don't mm. really know why they they wouldn't put a lockout in that game unless they just didn't want to be compared to dark souls so much. But, um, I just really feel like it, it could benefit from it. Um, but the other thing about this game is it is drop dead gorgeous. I mean, it is artistically. I think it may be the most beautiful game I've ever seen. I don't think it's I've like seen a few clips and screenshots and it's, it looks mind blowing. Yeah. So, from like a technical point of view, I think a game like Last of Us 2 is a little bit better looking, for, especially when it comes to like facial animations and just, you know, the, the technical side of um, creating a beautiful world um, and, and crazy good looking characters in Last of Us 2. Um, but from like an artistic point of view, this game is just beautiful. And I mean, it looks good from a technical point of view as well. It's just like the, the faces and the lip sync is not quite as good as something like Last of Us 2. Um, but yeah, the environments are just beautiful. It's, it's a very saturated world. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like, like um, trees that have um, the leaves that are falling down and they're just like these really pretty saturated oranges and reds um oh that's the other thing the leaves in this game it's like i don't know what they did to this but they they like they must have invented their own leaf tech or something <laughs> because it's crazy how good the leaves in this game look you will often be like fighting underneath a big tree or something like that and there's, there's a bunch of leaves that have fallen down and the way the the leaves move like as you move through them it just looks so realistic and so good um uh they they have a, a really really cool photo mode in it that um i'm surprised other games haven't done this but you can go into photo mode and it doesn't just pause the game it it like pauses your stance and like it pauses the enemies and everything like that but it doesn't pause like the animation of um of your clothing or like the wind or the leaves or anything like that so you can create these beautiful uh cinematic gifts um that that are uh just you know really fun to play around with and then you can save them and share them out like that that's very cool it's a really neat way to do it um 
but yeah, I like I said, I don't feel like I'm really far enough in to fully get a grasp of the combat. There's there's some really cool skill trees. There's a a lot of um, uh, there's kind of a lot of different skill trees. There's like a skill tree for your weapon. There's a skill tree for like whether you're a shinobi or a um, a samurai. You can go either either or. Um, which I think the shinobi is more like the stealth route and the samurai is more like the honorable honorable route. Um, there's a real, really cool mechanic called standoff in this game um, that is more of like the honorable route. So you can go into these encampments and you can have a standoff with, with one enemy in the encampment. And it kind of is like a, a duel or something in Red Dead. So mm-hmm. like... They both kind of come out and face each other. And uh, it's a little simplistic. That's maybe my only gripe. It, it looks really cool, but basically all you do is you hold down the tri- triangle button until he makes a move, then you let go, and he'll just like do a really cool slash and, and kill him in one hit. But, I mean, you can only do that with one enemy, so it's not like, you know, it's not crazy overpowered where you can just take out mm. all the enemies like that. That sounds really good. Um do you use the photo mode in games a lot? I wouldn't say I use them a lot. I I definitely do use them sometimes. I, I feel like I always um, open them up like one time and spend, you know, 20 or 30 minutes just messing around and then never use them again. <laughs> um, and I sometimes I wish I did use them more. Um, you know, especially being a photographer, I, I've even thought about like getting into video game photography, so to speak, and just like really spend a lot of time in the photo mode and just like see, you know, how great of a picture I can produce with that. And I think that that could be really fun. Um, but for the most part, when I boot up a game, I just, I just want to play the game, you know? Yeah, it could be fun for like a, a year review thing where you then yeah. go through like the best picture of every game you played that yeah. you took, like in where it was possible. Like, or kind of then maybe have like a, a, a photograph of the year kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Rook in chat is saying uh, about the camera stuff, he's having the same issue primarily because the attacks are tied to the face buttons. Whereas in Dark Souls, they are tied to the shoulder buttons. Yeah, and you you also cannot rebind controls uh, in Ghosts at all outside of the PS4 system remapping, which doesn't solve the problem. Yeah, this is this has been a gripe for a long time of me that uh, console games just in general do not allow you to rebind controls, and I I never have understood this because it, it's not like it's a complicated thing. I, I don't think. I mean, reality's here. He can tell us. Uh, I don't think it should be that complicated to rebind controls in a game. And I've never understood why so many console games just do not allow you to rebind controls. And especially when you're someone like me and like Rook and other people that play a lot of Dark Souls games, we just get used to using those shoulder buttons as the, you know, the light and heavy attack. Um, and I I just prefer that, that uh, control scheme to other control schemes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand why you can't rebind controls in so many console games. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know why I was like just waiting for you. Tell me, Akko, why can you not? 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited to continue the game. I think the story is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like super super compelling, but it's it's good. It's not you know it's not like um, the most amazing most original story I've ever seen. But if you if you are a fan of samurai movies or games or just you know the the culture in general. I think this game is highly worth checking out. Um, yeah, and, uh, I also read that it is by, uh, now the uh, fastest-selling Sony exclusive first game <laughs> <laughs> of all time, beating out Horizon Zero Dawn. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's impressive. Um, like the first week is the highest, or something like that. It definitely. Uh, beat out uh, the benchmark that was set by Horizon Zero Dawn. I think before that it was like smaller games, but wait, um, uh, I, Dawn... I'm not sure I understand. Like the it's original IPs uh, that we're talking about. Sony oh, okay. So Last of Us Two wouldn't count because that's no. a sequel. God of War wouldn't yeah. count because what about Spider Man? Wasn't that? I mean, did they yeah, count that no, as a sequel? It's based on Spider Man. Okay, I got you. It's so original, original IPs, idea, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I saw it was selling very well in Japan. Yeah. Um, I, I think it had sold like 200,000 copies the first few days or something like that. Whereas like, mm. uh, which doesn't sound like that much, but Japan usually does not really buy too many of these types of games. I think God of War only sold like 50,000 copies. Mm. Um, I think Spider-Man only sold like 80,000 copies, something like that. Um, so yeah, it seems like it's doing really well. So congratulations yeah. to Sucker Punch. They, uh, I think they have something pretty good on their hands. Yeah, and I mean, uh, considering that this year we had so many delays and so many disappointing news in gaming, it's also good to see that, at least for the most part, uh, that this game that a lot of people look forward to, uh, a big uh, release satisfies uh, the people and actually delivers on uh, most of its promises. You know, it's I, a... I don't think I don't think mo most people were going into Ghost of uh, Tsushima expecting it to be the greatest game of the year. Yeah, but kind of like looking forward to it. Oh, looking forward. That looks good. I'm excited to try it out. And I think at least on that level, most people feel satisfied with with their experience. This is just such a weird year. Um, somebody had asked me this question in chat yesterday. I think it was. Uh, they were saying, what is your game of the year so far? And I was like, man, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because, I mean, thinking like the big games that have come out this year, like for me personally, Final Fantasy VII was, it, like I had a really good time with it. It was really fun. But honestly, I was kind of let down with that game, like in the end, just the way it ended and just the the lack of kind of, explanation to the story and just i have no idea what is going on with that story in that game um you know last of us part two was another really big one i think that was a very good game it was very ambitious but like for me it just it didn't work um uh i don't know what else has come out this year um i mean 2020 also feels like it has been a decade so uh... yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, Resident Evil 3 I mean that may be the game I actually had the most fun with this year 
Um, Journey to the Savage Planet was actually a really, I think, I, I think that was just a really fun game for me because I was expecting so little from that game. Like I, I didn't really know what to expect from that at all, but that was a really, really solid um, kind of double-A, uh, just little fun adventure game. Um, yeah, am I forgetting anything? Like, I feel like I feel I like I'm I missing something. Many uh, games that released this year, because most of the bigger releases, like they were, just not really up my alley. Like, yeah. like Resident Evil, I don't play horror games. There was there was another one uh, along the same lines. Like oh, uh, Doom, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal Doom, was a yeah. big disappointment for me. Um, now, I know I'm probably in the minority for that. I know a lot of people were really, really um, uh, hot on Doom. And I understand it. It just, it was quite a bit different from Doom 2016. And I, I really just wanted more Doom 2016. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year. I mean, I have a feeling... I, I hate when people do this. I hate when people say that this game is going to be their game of the year before the game actually comes out. <laughs> but <laughs> if Cyberpunk does release this year, I mean, that's probably going to be my game of the year. I mean, I can't imagine I mean, yeah, me not we liking still that still have game. a bunch of games coming out uh, all at once. Yeah. So uh, we, we might find some something nice there. This is such, just such a crazy year. And it's just crazy to think about, like, last year, we thought that we would have played, like, all of these games by now um, because, you know, everything got delayed. We thought we'd be playing Watch Dogs and Gods and Monsters and Cyberpunk and uh, all of that stuff. So, yeah, it, I, I'm curious. Everyone in chat, what is uh, what is your favorite game this year so far or your game of the year? Let us know. Let me, let me check what games came out because I always uh, struggle with them at the beginning of the year. I almost always forget those. Let's see what we have. Here we have. Celis says Garfield Cart 2. I mean, how can you beat that? True. Um, is this? Why is this? Okay, January. Is there anything happening in January? Usually not, right? No. Uh, Pi says Paper Mario. Okay, yeah. I mean, now I think now that we have a few games uh, releases actually coming again, I think now we will uh, pick up the pace there a little bit. Um, but as I looked through, there was also like, because I think one of the issues was also the beginning of the year, like January, February is usually not that strong of release month. And then the whole pandemic started. Yeah. And nothing got released anymore. Rook says so, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Wow, Rook. I, I know you were enjoying that game, but um, that sounds really awesome. Um, oh, Half-Life Alex, Man, I've got to play Half-Life Alex. I've got to just bite the bullet and set up VR again. Such a pain to set up, but <laughs> I need to play that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just currently looking. There's really not much that... I mean, for me, I guess uh, Yakuza Five Remastered. If that check, <laughs> that unlocked. <laughs> okay. Uh, personal, personal uh, favorites or personal game of the years. Ori and the Will of the Wisp came out. 
That was another one that I was very excited about, but kind of let down with. Um, it yeah. just didn't do it for me. That's what I heard as well, that overall it was fine, but nothing more. Rick is I also guess, saying Doom I guess, Eternal. I guess to uh, continue the theme, it probably is out of the park baseball. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, everyone. <laughs> Game of the year is out of the park baseball. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's uh. I think that's an interesting topic since we're about halfway through the year. Uh, but yeah, let us know if you're watching this afterwards too. Let us know in the comments what your game of the year so far is. Uh, okay. Let's see. Let's move on, and uh, let's mention a few games that are releasing this week or next week. We have uh, Made of Scare or Made of Skur. I don't know how you say this. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't roll my R's like that. Um, that releases on July 28th. Uh, it's a horror game. Uh, I remember seeing this. I didn't realize this was coming out so soon, but that looks pretty good. That's part of the dark picture. What is it called? The, the anthology? No, I don't think that. No, no that's, isn't it, isn't that's something else. Um, okay. Little Hope is the... Uh, oh, um dark pictures right right yeah this is uh i'm trying to remember who is making this game um i should have had this pulled up uh i'll try and find out who that is um we have hellpoint which i don't know if you know of this game or if you've been following this um dark souls fans unite <laughs> this is uh this is a science fiction sci-fi dark souls game um I would say this is more like a like a Doom meets Dark Souls. Um it's like Doom a very Souls. Yeah, Doom Souls. It takes place on like a uh like a, a spaceship, I think. I played so I, I actually backed this game on Kickstarter like two years ago, two or three years ago. It was supposed to come out in like eight months. That worked out well for him. Um <laughs> It is finally coming out on July 30th. Um, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. It uh, it looks pretty cool. We have Blightbound, uh, which I think you and Luckless were actually planning on checking that out. Um, yes, uh, since Luckless isn't feeling well today, so we won't. But uh, I may do something on it anyway. I'm not quite decided on what, but there's also a good chance that Luckless and I may uh, check it out tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, it's coming out. This was revealed in the uh, PC Gamer Show, um, and I think it's coming out in early access. Mm. Um, what and kind currently of a game has is an uh, open uh, beta going on. So, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, they have an yeah. open beta going on. Yeah, over over the weekend, so you can check it out. Uh, I think, um, I'm not sure what the exact description is, but uh, one of the big features for sure is uh, that it's a co-op game. Um, hence Luckless and I trying to play it. And um, I don't know what, like an action RPG. I think yeah, it kind of looks like a, I mean, kind of like Diablo a little bit. A little bit, a little bit-ish, yeah. You have different characters to choose from. So yeah, uh, along those lines. Not really my wheelhouse, but um, since it's free, why not check it out Yeah. Uh, in, in the beta? And it, it does look nice and um, worth giving a try for sure. So we'll see how, how it goes. Uh, and then we also have Grounded 
coming out in early access. That's the um, Obsidian game, uh, which is kind of weird because it's not really a normal kind of game that they would make, but it's the... Um, uh, I think if I'm thinking of this right, it's the one where you play as like little miniature people and everything oh, right, is right, right. giants and it's like a survival adventure game. Um, it, it just like reminds honey, me of like honey, honey, I shrunk the kids yeah. in the backyard or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks interesting. It's coming out in early access. I think I'm pretty sure that's on game pass as well. Cause that's a, uh, Microsoft first party game. Uh, and that's about it for this week. So let's see. Do you want to take a break or are you good to keep going? Uh, I would I would like uh, a short break. Let's take a little break and then we will come back and we are going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct uh, and the Xbox Showcase and a couple other things and then we'll wrap it up with the Game of the Generation discussion. And uh, yeah, we will take a little break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, Akko. All right. Uh, we are going to jump in and talk a little bit about some of the news that happened this week. So uh, Nintendo had a, what did they call this? A mini direct showcase something. <laughs> they they were very <laughs> clear on, on uh, their, when they put out the tweet for this, they were like, hey, we're going to be showing uh, a few games. These are games that we've already announced, and it's going to be 10 minutes long. <laughs> and so they were like, <laughs> this is not going to be very exciting. So I don't think a lot of people were getting their hopes up for too much to be shown in this. Uh, but there was actually some pretty interesting stuff that happened in this. So <laughs> they started out um, with uh, Cadence of Hyrule, which um, is the kind of weird uh, Crypt of the Neko Dancer Zelda crossover. Um, they are having an update for that that is coming out. Um, nothing too exciting with that. They also showed off WWE Battlegrounds. <laughs> Again, nothing too exciting with that. But the big thing that they, they dropped uh, was a Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD remaster. So, for anybody that's not aware of what Shin Megami Tensei is, um, this is kind of uh, what Persona was before it was Persona. Um, I'm So, I'm pretty late to the game when it comes to Persona. I got into Persona 5, as I'm sure a lot of people did as well. But my understanding is they had the Shin Megami Tensei games that were basically Persona up to like the first two or three and then they kind of branched out into their own thing and became Persona, and then Shin Megami Tensei kind of branched out and became its own thing as well. The Shin Megami Tensei games were, um, for a while, just on the um, uh, the handheld 3DS or DS uh, console. And uh, uh, I think Shin Megami Tensei 3 was on the PS2 as well. But a lot of um, a lot of hardcore fans with that game, and they are remastering it and putting it on the Switch. So I think that's really awesome. Um, I've always wanted to kind of go back to some of those games. I've even got um, I think Shin Megami Tensei Four uh, for the 3DS that I've been wanting to check out. Um, but yeah, if you like Persona, I think you would probably like these games. I think they're worth checking out. They're made by the same developers, and uh, then. 
we got a new trailer for Shin Megami Tensei 5. So this was originally announced back in 2017. Uh, <laughs> they just put up, you know, a splash screen that said Shin Megami Tensei 5. And everybody went crazy because, you know, again, these these have a very hardcore fan base, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, they put this up and everybody was super excited about it. And then we literally just heard nothing about it. Um, Atlas would every now and then just kind of say like, hey, yeah, we're we're working on this game. <laughs> um, but they they put out a full on trailer for it and uh, it will be releasing in 2021. Um, I think the big notes to to uh, to take away with this is they said it's going to be a worldwide simultaneous release. Uh, this is the very first uh, Atlas game that'll have a worldwide uh, simultaneous release. Typically, they release these games in Japan first, and then they do all the translation, um, and it takes them about six months or so to get it ready and bring it to um, the rest of the world. So I think it's really cool that they are bringing that out at the same time. Um, oh, they also said Shin Megami Tensei 3 is coming out October 30th in Japan, and then it'll be early next year for uh, the U.S. and the rest of the world. Um, yeah, five simultaneous release. I think that's really cool. I would imagine since Nocturne is coming out early next year, they're probably shooting for late next year, which means that it's very highly that that will get delayed to 2022. Just prepare for that. But we at least got some news, so I'm I'm yeah. excited for that. Yeah, that's that's certainly uh, cool. And like uh, ODM said, I uh, I was um, pretty sure of that as well. Persona is actually a spinoff of uh, Shin Megami Tensei. So right, right. Shin Megami Tensei is the uh, is the OG of that. The original. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think um, it's cool to see though that probably because of the worldwide success of Persona Five, that you now get a um, simultaneous worldwide release. Um, for example, the the Yakuza game still or uh, also first released in Japan and then way later. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Japanese games do that, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know there were some people that were disappointed about the Nintendo Direct. I think a lot of people are just more disappointed about Nintendo in general right now, it, it, just because we're not getting a lot of news. And um, I definitely understand that, but I mean, this is just a weird time. <laughs> um, yeah. This is just a weird time with everything going on. So I think they deserve a little bit of slack, but I don't know. I still I understand. I them going out and saying like, hey, this is a 10 minute thing. That, yeah, I that think they, you know. There won't be anything groundbreaking. We, we always talk about, yeah, we always talk about them setting expectations and I think that they set really good expectations here. Like they, you know, they said this is not going to be anything exciting. These these are all games that have been released or uh, that have been announced. You know, we're not ag announcing any. Um, I don't think they even they said like these are third party games that have been already announced. We're just giving you some updates, and I think that's perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, so all right, let's move on to the main event. I guess um, yesterday. Long. Uh, Xbox had their big showcase. Um, so they had a showcase back in May that they showed off third-party games for the Xbox Series X. And they said, uh, stay tuned, we're going to show off more. 
and um, then um, PlayStation came out with their thing, and they showed off like first party and third party, and everybody was like, "Oh, PlayStation wins hands down." Um, but we hadn't seen the actual first party games from um, from Xbox. And so they showed off quite a bit of stuff yesterday. So uh, we're just going to kind of go through everything. Um, I'll pop this up on the screen too, so you guys can just kind of check some things out. But um, let's just, uh, let's see, let me get my notes here. Um, so they started with Halo Infinite. First of all, <laughs> I have a huge gripe to pick with this because you oh. can see on the screen, <laughs> they literally pop it up on the screen and they said um, that there's a demo. They say press start to start the demo. And I was like, hold on, are they dropping a demo for this? This would be huge. And it just, it blows my mind that they didn't drop a demo for this and start it the way that they did because that would just be perfect to, uh, you know, say at the end of this, like, and you can play the demo right now. I think, and I think the reason for that might be, and that is obviously just, oh, I need the glasses for that, probably, since I'm already starting that way. Oh, here so we go. It's a little <laughs> bit of a conspiracy uh, theory, but no, but my theory on that is also uh, watching the trailer. It does not look very finished to me, I hope, because like some of the well... background <laughs> assets were very rough, I felt. Um, and I, I wonder if they wanted to maybe drop a demo or show more, but because of the maybe they just didn't have it ready. Yeah, and didn't have it to the point polished where it would make sense to release it now and then everyone crapping over it because it isn't running well, uh, because it's not yet at the point where it should be um, uh, in in the process. I I don't think that uh, that necessarily is a bad sign for the release. I just think that maybe they hope that at this point they could show more, but weren't really able to because, like. I'm not a heckler for the best graphics at all, but like some of the things in that, like for showing off like a new gen and everything, I, I mean, that's not very impressive. I'm not a Halo fan, so the nostalgia with that, uh, I never played a Halo game. I, I have nothing against Halo either, but it's just, okay, there's nothing really that sets it apart for me, aside from maybe people being excited of a new Halo. And when you then see first impressions for the next gen product and so it looks a little bit rough in my opinion but maybe it's just me no it's not just you <laughs> so that's what man that's what was so disappointing i think about this um yeah this was supposed to be i mean this is like their flagship game right this is their flagship series and this should be like the best of the best of the best with honors sir and it just looks okay to me. Like it, it looks like a, a Halo game. Um, but yeah, there I mean, were there were uh, on the current gen, right? Like it looks good, but it also doesn't show me anything that I haven't seen. And maybe I'm expecting too much. But other than that, it looks like like if if you don't see the uh, Master Chef or whatever his name is in the beginning, Master and, Chief, like, yeah, and see, <laughs> and, Master and see, Chef, <laughs> and see. Um, the Halo name, then you would see like, yeah, that like that's a that's a sci-fi shooter. I would have thought this was like Destiny or yeah, something like that. Destiny. 
Anthem a little bit. Um, and now obviously D Destiny and Bungie are very heavily connected, but I, I think just, it just looks, yeah, it looks like a shooter. Might be fun, might not be fun, but it doesn't really give me much that uh, to hold on to, really. Um, and, and I heard one of the, or I read like one of the new features, uh, obviously it's on the grappling hook, but I mean, I feel also like at this point, every game has grappling hook. I was about to say the grappling to... hook is the new bow and arrow. Um, yeah, every game like this year it, has a grappling it, it hook. It verticality <laughs> to your gameplay, which is great. It's yeah. fun. But at the same point, like it's also nothing that uh, at this point blows me away. And again, I'm, I don't want to be too harsh on it because it is just a demo. We don't know. I think maybe it is, <laughs> it is not as far as it is. And like, in all honesty, from what I gather, like the Halo franchise never really, like, a, a demo wouldn't really get you um, what this franchise is really about. It's like that the actual gameplay and like the experience itself. So it, I'm not saying it will be bad by any means. I'm just saying, just based on the trailer, that Halo Infinite trailer doesn't blow me away. At all. I so you know me. I I like to try and be very positive. Um, I like to try and, you know, always look for a positive spin on things. Um, I will say, I, I think I think the game looks good. I think it looks fine. I think it looks fun. Um, it, oh, there's, there's some pretty bad pop-in textures there. But that's the thing. I think that, like, we, we need to be critical on this because this is supposed to be the flagship game for the Xbox Series X. And this just does not look great. Uh, like, this is supposed to blow us away, you know? With with not yeah. just the graphics, but the gameplay. And this just looks like an average, at best, just kind of sci-fi shooter. Um, and I, In a weird twist of events, I'm the positive one here. I know. <laughs> uh, because, like, I, I totally agree with you. I will give them the benefit of the doubt because of the pandemic situation. Because, like, I can see, like, especially like things like the pop-up, uh, pop-in textures and stuff like that. Like, if their development process has been delayed to a point where, like, usually we wouldn't see those things, but at this point they had to show us something, especially with, like, it, like the first showcase wasn't really a disaster, but they knew they had to deliver. So maybe they felt like they have to show us Halo now. Uh, and in a way, they have. Um, well, they to, did because so, they announced this game two years ago. <laughs> exactly. So everyone knew, knew it was coming, and like we're getting close to uh, the release of the new console and uh, all that. So they had to show us something, and I can understand that maybe due to the world being crazy right now, they themselves couldn't be as far as they wanted to while still on track for release. I... But uh, I, I agree that it obviously doesn't help build hype and like, i mean that that sounds harsher than it actually meant to but yeah like this kind of looks uh, um it, it looks like a little bit like mass effect andromeda yeah like, it's nice like, ni nice environment like it's fun fun action sci-fi action but it also like we, we've seen all that in other games um and so yeah um maybe i will i i hope it I hope that it really just is the fact that um, production plans have been delayed and uh, uh, thrown over, and that is why um, that, that that is why things changed and might not look as great and as impressive. 
I so I, think I, I completely I, I completely agree with you. Like, yeah, th- this year has been a mess, and I'm sure okay. that their their schedules have um, been wrecked, and you know they deserve some um, uh, some credit for just doing what they have done. But at the same time, like, even if this game was was unfinished. What they are showing me just does not excite me. Like what, and maybe I just wanted too much. But you know what I? So let me back up a little bit. I've never played a Halo game. I've I've tried. I've played a couple of them. Never gotten more than like a few hours into them. They always seem like just kind of you know fun shooters to me. But they always just feel like the kind of game that you know. I mean, I don't want to stereotype here, but I am. <laughs> They're just like the games that, you know, you played in, in college or like when, you know, you were in high school with your buddies and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, we've grown up like gamers have grown up. And when you look at a game like God of War, what God of War did for the God of War franchise, that's what I wanted. Um, God of War, the, the newest one, 2018. That's what I want from Halo. Like I want them to to just throw everything that they've done out the window and start fresh. Give me something really but the question unique. the question there is 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 that what the actual halo fans would want because obviously you are not um, the uh, target audience since you tried some halos are not a big fan but there is yeah. a huge community of uh, uh halo fans and uh i mean maybe this is exactly what they want i don't know i haven't really seen any reactions to this i only watched it myself a little bit um of the footage and um seen like a couple of uh, articles pop up about it but yeah, I mean, it doesn't excite me either. I uh, like I never had an Xbox and I never played any Halo games and wasn't really particularly interested by it either because I, for me, it just always felt just like a like maybe a really good first-person shooter. But I'm not really into first-person sh- shooters, so there's that and the little bits of uh, pieces of story that I heard. I feel we're always a little overhyped because maybe the game was a lot of fun, but the story itself sounds very generic sci-fi action. Um, no offense if it is different. Again, I haven't played it, so maybe I'm completely wrong. But um, I think so there I is quite a bit of. To... I, I think there is quite a bit of lore to the series. Um, I, I think there's like books and comics that go along with it. Um, but I guess I mean. I guess what we should say is like we are both not really Halo fans. So do let us know like if you are if you are a yeah. you know massive Halo fan, what did you think of this? Are you excited for this? Did this get you excited or you know are you worried like does this just kind of look like the same old same old? Um yeah, yeah but please please let us know. Like you are the target uh, audience yeah. not necessarily. I guess what and I had... Obviously yeah, you always want new want to engage new people but at the same time it's like okay if you like I for for myself like there's probably not really any first person shooter where I would get super hyped about just because it's not my type of game. So uh, for for the Halo fans out there that are the plenty, let us know um, either on the discords or on comment sections across the world uh, of this right. podcast. What 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 do you think about? Um, the trailer, and not just this one, but also the other ones that we uh, talked about. But what are your thoughts on on the gameplay? Uh, does it excite you? Do you think um, do you, do you think it was great, or do you maybe are uh, not a fan of this showcase, but still are very much uh, excited for the game, or is your excitement a little bit dampened by it? 
Yes, let us know. I, I really do want to know and um, uh, curious to hear about that. Uh, okay, moving on, they announced uh, State, of Decay, State of Decay 3, which I thought this was a little surprising announcing a sequel so soon because I think that game has only been out maybe like two years. Um, State of Decay 2 did okay for them. I, I think it reviewed fairly well. Um, I don't think it was anything, uh, you know, a huge standout for them, but um, I think it did pretty well. Uh, they just showed a cinematic trailer of just a girl kind of wandering around out in a forest in a snowy environment. Um, don't really get a whole lot of information about this. It's just purely a cinematic trailer. No release date on that or anything. Uh, moving on from there, they announced... Uh, a new Forza Motorsport uh, game and they said it's going to be running at 60 FPS which I thought the original game or the, the game for Xbox One already ran at 60 FPS um, I, they, they still need to tell us so much more stuff about this because I know that one of the big things of the Series X is that it can run at 120 FPS so it would be interesting if they could give you like a 1080p 120 FPS versus a 4K 60 FPS option. Mm. Um, Rare announced a new game. Uh, they announced Everwild. Nope. Um, this looks interesting. I don't really know what the gameplay is. It's kind of it's very colorful, kind of cartoony. It looks like it's going to be maybe kind of like an adventure game. Um, yeah. definitely want to find out more about this though. Uh, moving on from that, we got Don't Nod, uh, that announced they make the uh, Life is Strange games. They announced, uh, Tell Me Why. I almost said Tell Me Lies, but that's a different game. Um, this looks very much like, um, like Life is Strange. So if mm. you, you know, have played Life is Strange, I, I, I wonder if this is even in the same universe. Um, it just around. it looks very similar, but uh, did you ever play any of the Life is Strange games? I played it, uh, the original Life is Strange. I played uh, then uh, what was it called before the storm, and yep. uh, I also started Life is Strange too, but didn't finish it because for one, I've had it with a insane amount of wait time in between episodes it was like half a year in between yeah. episodes one and two or something like that and it's just i can't I like if i mean i get it but like at least give me a set schedule in which you released uh want to release the game um because i do to some degree i do like the episodic concept because it gives you something to look forward to and get excited about but it needs to be a regular interval that you get them and like i felt like, okay, I maybe it comes out in two months, maybe it comes out in six months. Um, it's almost like playing Final Fantasy these days. And, um, <laughs> oh, and that's years just, between it, those releases. <laughs> and uh, th then I also just didn't enjoy uh, episode, I think I played episode three, but I, I, at least episode two, I really didn't enjoy either. Um, so uh, I dropped it there. But I, I'm a big fan of Life is Strange 1 and uh, Before the Storm. Yeah, I still really want to play those games. Um... I know that that was a big criticism, though, with especially Life is Strange 2, how long it was taking for those episodes to come out. I remember people saying, like, you know, 
episode four would come out and they'd be like, I forgot what happened. I have to replay. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm torn. I do like the episodic format like that, but I agree. I think it needs to be quicker. I think like, two months the, is a good thing. I, I was going to say three months, but yeah, like two to three months, I think three months at the most, um, yeah. You know, I think ideally you would want to play through like the entire game in a year. You would want to try and get that yeah. entire game out in a year. And I think that's just the problem with episodic games um, or with that formula. Uh, you know, the Dark Pictures is trying to do that as well. And they they have like 10 of these games, I think, that they're putting out. And their original plan, or it might be eight uh, their original plan was to put one out every six months and mm. they are going to be over a year now between yeah. the first one and the second one that they're putting out. And so it's like, man, this is going to take, you know, eight years to get all of these games. Um, so I like the idea of episodic formats. It just doesn't seem like it really works. It just, it always comes back to this problem that... <laughs> Game developers are just really, really bad at uh, guessing how long it's going to take um, to to finish these games, or maybe not even maybe bad is not the right way of putting it. It's just very difficult to estimate how long it's going to take to um, yeah, it's either complete the these or the projects, depending on it. But uh, yeah, like I, I just feel I understand the concept obviously, but I also feel like you, it almost like you gotta have an idea that when you release episode one how long it will take to finish episode two you would think right <laughs> you think um because like you you could like i doubt that they they don't start from scratch on episode two when they finish episode one uh but if if there are five or six months in between episodes it's almost if they they're just starting a new game like we <laughs> yeah. talked about they program um majora's mother in eight months like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one and a half episodes. Uh, different times, very different. I times. mean, obviously it, it's different, but uh, but at the same time, I just feel like one, if you do this episodic thing, I agree that you should finish the entire story within a year. I think that is a good timetable to have. So if you come out in January and you play through a season of this game, you should finish it at the very latest in December. I think, and that is then cool. It is something that then. Um, accompanies you throughout the entire year i think that is a cool concept but you gotta stick to it you gotta have that you probably need to you need to have most of all the episodes probably already finished maybe able to tweak things based on uh but that you could you're basically in terms of the entire game you should be at 80 percent or so that's what i that's what i always said is why don't they just basically like finish the game and then split it up into parts and, you know, put out part one. And then they are basically like already ready to launch the second part, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know to a degree it also has to do with financing the game and uh, all of that. But like, I feel like then, then I'd rather wait another year for Life is Strange 3. Um, but then... They finish, or like are basically at 80, 90% finishing of the entire game, are able to tweak certain things if they have to, or maybe uh, adjust some things down the line uh, for the later episodes. But that 
they can adhere to a schedule and that also that they are able to tell me when I buy episode one of that season that they give me a timetable when the next episodes will come out. Yeah. Um, you can also do what I do. What I've started to do is just wait for them to all come out yeah. and then just play it. Uh, I think that's yeah. probably the best way to do it now. Uh, but okay, let's move on. We've got an expansion for Outer Worlds. Oh, also, I want to mention really quick, uh, tell me why the first episode will be out August 27th, uh, followed two years later by the second episode. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, first episode is coming out August 27th. Um, there is an expansion for Outer Worlds. I almost said Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds um, expansion coming out for that. September 9th uh, and they announced that there will be two expansions for that so the first one is coming out September 9th and then the next one will come out I'm assuming next year sometime uh, let's see next up we got a very exciting announcement this may be one of the most exciting ones for me I don't know if you saw this this is a new Obsidian game this sounds like the game that they are really hot on making, really wanted to make. This is called Avowed. We didn't get a whole lot from this um, other than it's a RPG. Um, just basically a cinematic trailer with like the very end just showing like a set of hands and pulling out a sword. Um, <laughs> but it looks very much like a kind of uh, Elder Scrolls RPG type game. Um no word on when this is coming out. I imagine this is probably a ways away, probably yeah. two to three years, but very, very excited for this. Yeah, that, 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 that was probably the one for me that uh, got me most excited. Um, I was, I was I really... Mean, I'm... Go ahead. No, I, I'm not a big uh, first-person fan, but uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed uh, Skyrim and like having like an kind of like a clone to that but obviously well made uh sure give give me some fan it made me it made me really nervous when microsoft bought obsidian and in their first game that they announced was grounded which was that you know survival <laughs> adventure game i was like oh no is this what they're making them do like obsidian please blink if you're being held hostage um but they no, do the it's the same that they did with the rare. Like, yeah, <laughs> so many great things. Like was like basically defining our childhoods, and then they yeah. go to Microsoft and do like weird things. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that the, it looks like they're really working on something that they really want to work on and something that they're very passionate about. And maybe it's it's one of those deals where it's Microsoft is like, yeah, okay. So the deal is, we give you money. That is, you have to deliver that, but then you can also use that money to do your other project. Yeah. So um, that. moving on, we had As Dusk Falls. Um, don't really know what this is. It, it They say it's an interactive drama. Um, the trailer that they showed uh, kind of has like a, a hand-drawn art style uh, with like stills that are kind of, it looks almost kind of like a comic book or something. Um mm -hmm. I uh, don't really know a lot about it. Looks like it could be really good, but could also be just like kind of a visual novel. Um, not really sure what it is. Almost looks like more of a visual novel approach. Um, yeah, okay. I like the art style though. I think it looks kind of yeah. cool. It's a fun idea. Uh, they mentioned just very briefly Hellblade Two. 
Um, did not really get a whole lot of information about this, which I was a little sad about. I was kind of hoping that this would be maybe like a launch title, but the way they're talking, it sounds like this game could still be pretty far off. Like they, they really didn't yeah. give any information about this. Yeah, I would have expected if it would be a launch title or close to launch that we would have gotten a little more details on that by now. Since it's like, we already know that it exists. That announcement was already done. So it's it's now okay. If it would be anytime soon, you would assume that we get a targeted release date or a little more information about the game itself. Yeah. I think that's kind of the general, my general complaint with this overall presentation is they showed off a lot of games, but very, very few release dates, very few ideas on when any of this stuff is coming. Um, yeah. Next up, they showed uh, Psychonauts 2. They also showed that Jack Black is apparently um, uh, working with them. He's doing some of the music, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, lots of people excited for this game, though. I never played the first Psychonauts, but I know it has a very dedicated fan base, and I know a lot of people are excited about this. Yeah, uh, same here. I never played it, but that was uh, from the little bit that I gathered. Um, lo lots of people are excited for that and could be certainly one of the better titles in the end they announced. Mm -hmm. Next up, Akko. I am crazy excited for this. Um, this came out of nowhere. So they showed, um, they showed a trailer. Okay, well, they showed a little bit of Destiny. Uh, oh, this was actually pretty big news. I, I didn't write this down, but they did show that Destiny Two is coming to Xbox Game Pass and is including all of the expansions. Um, so that's pretty big news. Those are um, yeah. each one of those expansions are normally like forty dollars, I think. Uh, so pretty good, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Uh, is that the ten-year plan Bungie had <laughs> to make Destiny One and then break away and then break away from <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> from uh, what was the company that they broke away from? Uh, Activision. Activision, and then to yeah. come back to Microsoft and <laughs> with Destiny Two, and then yeah. go back on Game Pass that didn't exist at that time. It, so. it was it, they were playing the long game. Smart, smart. Um, yeah. Okay. Next up, this just blew me away so they announced okay. stalker 2 uh is officially in development and this is i think like the this has been a weird weird announcement because stalker 2 has been rumored they like they they kind of announced this game a couple of times um i think at one time like they even announced it like back in 2018 and they said like it's coming in 2024 or something like that but it could still be true. <laughs> it, it could be. Um, I am just incredibly excited for this, though, because the original Stalker was one of my favorite games. came out in 2007. It was by a smaller team um, that made this game, uh, I think it was PC only. It was an, uh, an RPG, but it was set in, um, in Pripyat, where the... Uh, the nuclear meltdown disaster happened back in 86 and you play as a stalker who travels into the zone to find artifacts and uncover kind of a weird mystery that's going on there. It's a really, really cool game. It's one of the most 
immersive and atmospheric games I've ever played. Still to this day, I think it holds up really well. Um, and so, yeah, they, they officially announced this game. Um, no word on when it's coming out. No release date. It's a cinematic trailer. But I am crazy excited for this game. Yeah, I mean, that definitely came out of uh, left field. Um, we saw a lot of people being surprised by that. I didn't play the first Stalker. It always looked too spooky to me, and especially like with very, very ra- radiation, radiation horror. Nope, noping out of that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I noticed that lots of people are excited about it. And um, yeah, cool, cool addition uh, to, uh, to the showcase. Uh, the next game they announced was a roller coaster of emotions for me because <laughs> they uh, they announced the game called Dark Tide, and when I first saw it, it's it's a cinematic trailer, um, and they have kind of like some futuristic kind of sci-fi soldiers uh, kind of wandering around in a spooky looking environment, and I was like, oh, this looks really really good, and then all of a sudden they pop up and there's a bunch of zombies. And I was like, oh, no, not zombies, not another <laughs> zombie game. And uh, but then it was like, oh, well, actually, I don't know. This still looks really good. And then someone in chat was like, oh, this looks kind of like uh, Warhammer, kind of 40K. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I was like, oh, that that could be really interesting. And then I noticed I was like, wait a second. There's four players here. They're showing them all together. And I was like, is this is this a four player co-op game? So it's a four-player co-op game. There's going to be a lot of people excited for this. It looks kind of like a, a 40K uh, Left 4 Dead. Um, Left 4 Dead is a massive game. People love that that type of game. It's just not for me. Um, I, I much prefer single-player story-driven games. But I think it looks really cool. Um, I think they put 2021 on there, but it was just a cinematic trailer no real gameplay yeah i mean yeah obviously you add zombies you have me out of there but um yeah if it it is a if it's a cool multiplayer option like uh left for that why not and i and i heard good things of people who um good things about uh vermintide um so, yeah, some people yeah. in chat are mentioning Vermintide. Yeah, I, I am kind of confused because I think that was what Vermintide 1 and 2 were kind of trying to do. Although I think mm. with that, uh, you guys could correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that a little bit more like uh, melee focused? Um, mm. I think you had a little bit more melee so. weapons and that kind of stuff. This looks like it's more of a shooter. Um, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the Warhammer or 40k universe, so I don't really know how all that fits in. Um yeah, next up, they announced... This was kind of weird for me. They they announced... Um, I guess this is an updated version of Tetris Effect, which Tetris Effect, mm. 10 out of 10. I love Tetris Effect. Um, if you haven't played it, if you're a Tetris fan, play it. It's fantastic. Um, but they announced this is coming to Xbox, and they said it has like a an optimized single player, whatever that means, and also an all-new multiplayer um, that's coming holiday 2020. Okay. Uh, let's see. I lost my notes. Next up is possibly the worst title ever for uh, a game, but it's called The Gunk. Um, 
<laughs> it's made by the people that make Steam World, and it, it kind of has that same art style, but it's more of a 3D uh, world. Honestly, I think the game looks really good. Um, yeah. Don't really know a whole lot about it. They, I don't know if this is gameplay that they were showing. It, it looks like gameplay. Uh, but it looks kind of like a cool sci-fi world. You've got some gadgets and weird things that you're doing. Um, I'm guessing you're you're doing something with all this gunk. <laughs> Maybe you're cleaning it up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it looks it looks pretty cool yeah. though. I wanna I wanna find out more. Like, uh, with the vacuum mechanic, it, it's almost like Luigi's Mansion. Just I was gonna say, man, I I loved Luigi's Mansion so much. Just I I uh, I played that with Vermont. Vermont and I played that together, and we literally mm. just spent like the entire time just vacuuming up every single bit of thing <laughs> in every single room. It was so fun. Uh, next up, they showed off a really really good looking trailer for Medium. This is um, the game that was announced. I don't remember when this was announced. I think it was actually announced during the. Uh, the first Xbox conference earlier this year in May. But this is from the developers that made Observer and Layers of Fear. And uh, this is a horror game. Um, It has a really weird dual world system to it that they're calling it. So you can... Both worlds are rendered simultaneously. And I I believe there's going to be a way that you can like swap between the worlds. It's a really, really cool idea. Dual reality gameplay, they're calling it. Two worlds rendered simultaneously. Um, That seems really cool. It kind of reminds me of... uh, There's a a level in Dishonored 2, if anybody ever played Dishonored 2, that um, you use a kind of a weird mirror thing to look back in time, and it like... It changes the environment, but it's, it's in the same universe. And then there's also like a Titanfall 2 uh, level that you do kind of a similar thing. It looks it, lo- it looks really cool. Like um, Again, nothing that I would ever get close to, but um, it looks like a very, very cool concept for a Very game. Silent Hill as well. Uh, Rook is reminding me that this has the same composer as Silent Hill 2. I think they even mm-hmm. said that they got a lot of inspiration from Silent Hill. Uh, yeah. I'm really, really excited for this. I think this is coming out pretty soon as well. Um, I think it's it's scheduled to come out this year. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that working very well. Um, I don't think it will be uh, bad or uh, good. It will probably be medium. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> next up, they showed off uh, Fantasy, uh, Fantasy, what is this called? Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, this game finally came to the West after being uh, in Japan for, I think, like six or seven years. Um, this game came out earlier earlier this year on Xbox and PC, and they are releasing a new expansion for that um, called New Genesis. Um, I want to try this game out. It's on Game Pass, and it's an MMO, but... It's an MMO, so I probably won't play it because I just can't ever get into MMOs. But it looks really cool. It looks really pretty, um, and it looks fun to play. It looks like the perfect Game Pass uh, game in that sense that it's like, oh, this looks cool. Let me check it out without any additional costs or risks. Yeah. Um, Speaking of games that's been out for a while, they showed off 
a trailer for... So I was a little confused by this. This game is called Crossfire X. They originally announced this last year, I believe, at the Xbox press conference. And this game is a game that's been out in China for a couple of years. It, it was a, um, a multiplayer-only game, kind of a Call of Duty-type game. But apparently they're making a full-on single-player game for it. And what really caught my eye was it said that Remedy um, was working on it, uh, which they are the people that have made Max Payne and Control. Um, really, really like that developer. So I'm really, really intrigued by this. Not so much of the multiplayer, but they said that this is like a standalone single-player campaign that they are making for this. Yeah, I mean... I know this is not your kind of game. <laughs> well, not just that. I just feel like um, we'll see. Like the um, there's especially with these types. You of, sound skeptical. Yeah, with with these types of first person shooter um, single player games, there is a lot of over promising in terms of how epic it will be, and then and like and, and obviously it always then looks great action wise in the trailer, but. Ha- like, let's see how the gameplay is. And that Remedy is in, uh, involved is great, but I also wonder, like, how much are they involved? Um, yeah, I'm is, curious about that, if too. If it was already out as a multiplayer, is it really just to, like, polish up the single-player experience, or are they deep uh, working in? But, yeah, like, doesn't get me going. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Uh, all right. Last up, they wrapped up with um, with a new Fable game. Uh, so this was rumored. There were lots of rumors about this. Uh, Playground is working on it, which I think is interesting. They are they have been the developers of um, uh, the Forza games. Uh, but yeah, they are working on. I think they just straight up call it Fable Four. So Fable. Really? I only have heard Fable, and I heard. Um, Are they just calling it Fable? Kind of, yeah, I mean. Um, I oh, would, maybe, uh, maybe, have, yeah. Have it, they now confirmed that it will actually be a sequel? I I don't know where I get that from. I thought for some reason they were just putting the four on there. It could just be like a God of War type thing where you know they're just rebooting it. Um, because I also uh, saw some speculation whether or not that is even a new fable or just a complete remastered or an MMO. Like, I'm not sure. Of, oh goodness. I like, hope I, it's not I've an heard, MMO. I, I've read people uh, uh, speculating about it and haven't read anything uh, that would um, confirm that that's not the case. So I'm not sure. Well, Maybe someone in chat knows. Uh, I guess that's part of the, know. part of the problem with this announcement is it's just a straight up cinematic trailer. There's, yeah, there's no date on this. I mean, I have to imagine this is years away. Um, this kind of bugs me a little bit. You know, this is kind of like the Bethesda putting up the 22nd teaser for Elder Scrolls Six and be like, "We're working on it. We don't know when it's going to come yeah. out." <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's nice to have the acknowledgement that it's coming. Um, I'm definitely not going to get too hyped about it until I really get some more news about it. But uh, I know a lot of people really, really loved the Fable games. And um, so I, I really hope that this turns out to be good. Microsoft just really needs some of those um, standout franchises that they 
that they just haven't had, I feel like, like, uh, like Sony has had for a while. Yeah, we talked about it, um, I'm not sure if it was last week or the week before when we were talking about what uh, Microsoft would need. And uh, one of the things that we talked about is that something like Fable, like really that gets really people going. But the, it was not enough because now we have, we don't know, is, is it a new Fable, like a new, new Fable? Is it a sequel, prequel? Is it a standalone? Is it a, in, the, in the same world, but has nothing to do with the previous games? Is it a reboot? Is it a, a complete remastered edition? Is it an MMO? And it's like, just just give us something to at least slash onto, but we have no date, no specifics. And it's nice. I'm I'm excited. I've never played a Fable game, and maybe that will then then be for me um, a point where then I get get to try them and uh, try it out. But um, yeah, it is also not the the home run that that I think they would have needed. Yeah. So that that wraps up the um, the presentation of the announcements, and I think that is kind of like my general consensus is that. Like, the announcements were good, but it's like, man, I just want them to just knock it out of the park. I want them to blow me away. And every one of these announcements is like, well, that was good, but I want to know more. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, there's always a but for, for yeah. every one of these announcements. And it's we just didn't get enough tangibles, really, to like grasp onto and be like, hey, this is a date that we can look forward to, or this is a feature that we could look forward to, or this is a new IP that we could... Like, there, I, I will say it was overall much better than the first showcase. It had, like, there were more things that intrigued me. There were bigger names. Um, I think, generally speaking, the excitement uh, about it was was better, and uh, uh, we got to see some some cool stuff. So definitely a step in the right direction here. But at the same time, I also think, and for whatever reason, again, could be because of the pandemic or plans changing or whatever, but I feel like there was potential for more here with the same announcement. There was potential for more there, but we didn't really get more, which is a little bit of uh, disappointing. Overall, though, I mean, I hate to be the good guy. <laughs> overall, uh, overall, I think uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Um, they had a few announcements people didn't uh, expect. Um, some semi-large names in there, uh, like uh, Stalker. Not not the biggest franchise, but people recognize that, and people are excited. So about excited it. for that! <laughs> uh, you are super excited about it. Um, then then obviously the the expected big names like Halo Infinite. Um, and then with Fable, something speculated but not confirmed. So we also got that as a big name to look forward to. So I, I think overall, it was nice sprinkled in with a, a few um, lesser known titles or new IPs that look intriguing, like uh, Medium or um, the the the, the Gankomart two thousand or whatever. Um, the so I think over <laughs> I think overall it was it was good conference all things considered compared with others because in the end PlayStation didn't do much more either <laughs> like they they had the bigger IPs and the bigger names but uh, that is also kind of because they had the groundwork of the last generation for that a uh, lot of it at least I think um so I think that was a decent decent uh, showcase yeah yeah I I agree. Um, 
I, like I said, I, I really wanted them to just blow me away and they didn't do that. Um, I'm still waiting. I mean, I just, I feel like I'm still waiting for just so much information. Mainly, which I knew they, they even said before, like they weren't going to talk about the console at all. But I still just want to know when this thing is coming out. <laughs> um, because we, we have so many games that are announced and just no release date other than like, yeah, it's coming out this year during holidays sometime. <laughs> yeah. And if we just we knew when, tell you which holiday, <laughs> <laughs> if we just knew when when these consoles were coming out, and maybe they just don't know. You have to think that like they have an idea though, because it's getting so late that that they've got to start getting these things ready. Um, I think Sony and Microsoft are playing chicken. I they they are, first. and I think that that's good as far as price goes, because like they're really you know they're they're probably going to really compete on that, but. Man, just tell me when I'm going to get to play these games. <laughs> but yeah, overall, um, I think it was a good announcement. Good gracious. Somebody torturing a child out there? Yeah, it is. Uh, that child insulted Medal of Honor. So Medal oh. of Honor guys upset. Well, there you go. How dare you insult Medal of Honor. <laughs> um. So, yeah. We'll, uh, I'm sure that they're going to have more of these. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have another... Uh, announcement sometime soon. I hope that's going to tell us when we're actually going to get to play uh, the games when the when it's going to be announced and the price. Same thing with uh, PlayStation. Uh, but yeah, I want to see more. Uh, okay, let's see. Moving on. Let me move this back. I think um, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for things. Let's just move on to our games of the generation discussion which we were say, uh, before we before we move on mm -hmm. um there was the release date for yakuza 7 oh i'm sorry i forgot uh, about this stuff yeah yeah uh, so that was announced um uh remind me i wrote that down uh, uh, november 20 uh you had november 23rd i actually saw it yeah. was earlier though i saw november 12th okay um i i these I are all unconfirmed one though. release article maybe uh okay in November, but uh, we got a release date for Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon, uh, which moves the franchise to a turn-based combat system. I am very time. excited for that. Yeah, and um, obviously it has been out in Japan for a while. And But another um, interesting addition to that announcement was that it will also be fully dubbed in English as well. So uh, that is... I mean, I will still play it in Japanese with subtitles, but I also know that it's very hard to follow for a lot of people, and especially if you're new to the franchise, this probably is a good way to jump into the new phase of these games, since um, I think the original saga, for the most part, is, banned, uh, is uh, ended. And uh, now, with the move to uh, turn-based combat, I think that is a good cut in, in that series to jump in, and the now fully English dubbing as well so that's something to look forward to yeah absolutely um yeah so this is this is kind of weird uh but pc gamer is saying that um the steam page does not have a release date uh as well as other pla but other other storefronts such as the windows store list the date as november 13th okay um but it also doesn't seem like they've officially stated when the re the release date is going to be so i don't know it's kind of weird so, sometime yeah, in november yeah 
I think a couple of other quick notes were uh, for one, Rocket League uh, moves to a free to play model um, and is now available on uh, only on the Epic Games Store uh, to purchase, I guess, for free. Uh, but if you have Rocket League on Steam, you can still continue uh, playing it from there, I think. Um, or, or at least your account will transfer over. I'm not sure about the specifics and you, you get some extra loot for that. But that is a pretty big move. I know Rocket League has a big esports community, so uh, that should be noted. And then also um, Star Wars The Old Republic now available on Steam. This, yeah. So, man, it's an MMO, but I'm really tempted. <laughs> Me too, because I heard that the story, it's like they, there is some yeah. good stuff in there. And I've heard um, you can play through it like basically completely on your own. Like you don't really have yeah. to play with anyone else. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do that. That's maybe so. Uh, yeah. I'm really tempted. Just just a few 3,000 hours uh, to put it. <laughs> yeah. We got a few thousand <laughs> hours on hand, right? There's no other games out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, big big moves there. One thing that I thought was interesting about Yakuza, which I'm I'm curious to get your take on this, is uh, if I if I understood this right, it's going to be a timed exclusive for Xbox and PC. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I did not know that. If I if I, I read that, that right, then yeah, it's going to be a timed exclusive, not on PlayStation, which is bizarre to bizarre, me since for the most part it was only available exactly <laughs> so um i mean i guess i got an xbox now <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, no, was... I, I have not heard that um if that's the case top luck for me i guess 2020 sucks it's just really so surprising to me uh because like you said the you know they started on playstation um yeah I, and I mean, it was only now the big move that they move or are moving all the games to Steam and to the PC. So that is surprising. Um, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to look this up just to make sure that I wasn't I wasn't thinking about something else. But yeah, uh, this says Sega has confirmed that the next gen version of Yakuza Like a Dragon will be an Xbox Series X timed exclusive. Although it also says the game will be released in the West for Xbox One, PS4, and PC in November 2020. Oh, I think what it might be is um, I saw something that is it just uh, not going to be on the PS5 yeah, for a certain amount of time? Yeah, I think I think um, there wasn't a release date uh, mentioned at all or release planned or something for the next generation. That and it may tie into that that it will release on all current mm -hmm. gens. But uh, that for the next gen, it will be timed exclusive for Xbox, Xbox Three, or whatever. <laughs> okay, that is very confusing. <laughs> yeah. So it's it'll be available for PC, PS4, and Xbox One on release, and then it'll only be on the Series X for a certain at amount of time, point, and then <laughs> and then PlayStation Five will get it at some point. <laughs> What a mess. Okay, well, but but if the PlayStation Five is backwards compatible, like how does that then work out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Do you know. then play the slightly that's, worse? Graphics? That's the that's the other thing about um that's the other thing about uh like all these uh, all these all this talk about like you know 
are they going to get a, a PS5 version of the game? And it's like almost all the games are going to work. You know, PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with like 99% yeah. of the PS4 games. So, you know, I, I'm not too concerned, honestly, about um, uh, about what's going to work on or if we're going to get a remaster or anything like that. Because I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, weird, weird story with that. All right. Uh, let's move on. We have been. Oh, wait. Who, was this Luckless's question that he put in here? I don't know. Could be my question. I put a question in there. Uh, there was a question that somebody posted in here. Uh, what are your top four female video game characters? That was me. Why four, Akko? <laughs> well, I don't know uh, if I can come I up with start... four. <laughs> because, uh, because uh, first of all, top three plus an honorable mention. But I also uh, just saw a tweet about that on, on Twitter, and I thought it was a nice, fun idea to think about. And... I could only upload four pictures now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lore on that. All right. Well. Okay. So the question well, is. Think, okay. Well, maybe while you think about it, I the the ones that I posted uh, were, um, or the, the, those were the ones that first came to mind, at least. Uh, then I saw a few more posts where it was like, yeah, I, I really like that character too. Uh, it was for one, uh, April Ryan of fame from the longest journey and dreamfall series um i mostly took main characters so uh, i think that is what i put but side characters allowed to siri obviously from witcher 3 um i think i picked uh, zoe from uncharted lost legacy and it's a good choice why do i have to pick four <laughs> i don't know Aka. why do you <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Um, I have to think about my fourth pick that I did yesterday or the day before. Mm. So I'm going to throw out some. Um, Aloy, uh, first first one that I thought of was Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. I love Aloy as a character. Um, I I love how like I love how confident she is and how <laughs> I love how in Horizon like people are always flirting with her and she's just like always turning them down. She's like, I'm just going to go do this on my own. And people are like, you want some help with this? And she's like, mm, I work better on my own. <laughs> um, I, I love Aloy. Um, uh, the next one that just like immediately came to mind was Lara Croft. But I mean, that's like really cliche. Uh, but I mean, I do really like Lara Croft, especially in the new ones. Um, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Um Let's see who else. Bermalt has my fourth pick, uh, Morgan from Dragon Age. Oh, then okay. I saw. Uh, uh, I didn't think about it, but uh, uh, Jack and Tali from Mass Effect, of course. Yeah. Um. Oh shoot! I had one that I was going to mention. Oh, uh, Alex. Um, Alex Vance from Half Life. Uh, very good character. Uh, who do we got in chat? Aloy is a good choice. Morgan, uh, Jill Kate from Walker RE. From Siberia, interesting. Who? Kate Walker from Siberia. Oh yeah, the Siberia games. Those are really good. Um, Kate Walker, Aloy, Samus, Lara Croft, Elizabeth from Bioshock. That's a good one from uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, some 
Um, you know, I would throw out Faith Yuna. That's a good one. I would throw out Yuna from uh, Final Fantasy X. Um, Clementine from uh, Walking Dead. Um, I'm just looking through lists of female game characters now. <laughs> Tali, that's definitely a good one. Lightning, Final Fantasy Thirteen, yeah, debatable. Yeah, good choices though. Lulu, let us know about your favorite from Final Fantasy uh, also in the comments, So Yeah, let us know in the comments uh, who who your. It has to be four, top four. It has to be four. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, just your favorite um, female video game characters. Tifa, that's a good one. I like it higher. It's a German joke. But... Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, we'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our game of the generation discussion, which we were so inter- we were so rudely interrupted last time by the internet just completely <laughs> breaking last time. Um, we but... broke the internet. <laughs> But so what we have been doing, if uh, if you're new here, or if you're just listening to this for, for the first time, we have been uh, gathering a games of the generation discussion. We've been talking about not necessarily like our favorite games, doesn't have to be our favorite games, but just standout games from this past generation that we uh, that we thought have uh, stood out and just meant something, have been meaningful um or just uh ones that we want to mention so so far we have mentioned dark souls 3 the witcher 3 Watch Dogs 1 fortnite rocket league persona 5 legend of zelda breath of the wild and pt uh which one do we want to go with this time or we'll, we'll each turn. pick one after i think last time i uh, picked uh, pt and then the internet that's right and i was going to pick one but then i decided to wait and uh leave everybody on a cliffhanger. So I think I am going to go with um, probably one of my favorite games of all time. I think maybe even like definitely top three games of the generation for me. And that's going to be Bloodborne. Um, Mm. Bloodborne is like the quintessential Souls game to me. It, it, It takes the formula and changes it just enough um to to make it just so satisfying so fun to play it's very visceral it forces you to really kind of change your way of playing um there were a lot of people when they first played that game they were like where's my shield because everybody was used to playing dark souls games with a shield and it it forced you to not play with a shield it forced you to be more aggressive um one of my favorite mechanics of that game is the um uh, the health gain or regain mechanic where you you can get hit, you can take some damage, but then if you quickly attack again, you can gain health back to it. The music in Bloodborne is 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm usually not huge on music in video games, but the music in Bloodborne is just one of my favorite, if not my favorite, soundtracks of any video game ever. It has these amazing orchestral uh, orchestral um Uh, tracks that play when you go into these boss arenas Um, the bosses themselves are just fantastic Um, the environments I just I love the environments in this game this old kind of Victorian style uh, uh, setting 
Uh, yeah, Bloodborne. It may be my game of the generation for me. It's hard to uh, hard to surpass that for me. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed uh, Bloodborne as well. I think for me, I do have. It doesn't rank as high for me personally, but what I um, maybe one of the things that I overall didn't enjoy personally, but but uh, what I thought uh, was very interesting and made the game really stand out amongst other things was the setting kind of this lovecraftian um victorian era style uh, to it um th that was very interesting and uh it looked great and uh, like you said i also agree that the that the music the score of the game is fantastic really plays into that and just the i mean if you if you would have um like after playing Dark Souls 1 said that one of the best Souls games will be a Lovecraftian horror game with guns. Probably most people would have looked at you very strangely, but they really <laughs> nailed that. And uh, and fantastic game. Definitely one of the defining games of the generation, not only because of its quality, but also uh, it sold very well. It was uh, a PS4 exclusive. I think one of the, like, not the, but one of the early PS4 exclusive that was really the the one to get, um, where, where a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I'm." It's the game. The yeah, I, I didn't mention that, but it literally like was the game that made me buy a PS4. Yeah, and I know that a lot of you feel that way, and still feel that way, especially now that the price of the PS4 dropped, and people who haven't played Bloodborne and haven't had a because they didn't have a PS4 are still considering getting the, the the console just for this game pretty much so uh, I, I think that speaks volumes about the quality and the impact uh, platform really had on this generation absolutely uh yeah bloodborne uh, like i mean i don't know how how else i can say it's a, a genre de or a uh, a uh, generation defining game for me since it literally did cause me to buy a playstation <laughs> 4 yeah. Um, yeah, what do you got? What do I got? Uh, hmm. uh, lots of things to pick. I think since I uh, put so much time into it, um, it is probably another obvious pick here, but it is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And um, I mean, I know some people might be familiar with the game, have heard of it here or there. I've heard but of it. Yeah, but I really have to say it. It is just, it is a fantastic game, and not, certainly one of the defining games in terms of visuals, uh, in terms of the scale, just just the amount of effort put into the production of this game um, is is mind blowing. And it really also had some gameplay aspects to it that were new. I I always thought of it more more of a kind of wild west sim simulation than anything else yeah but but i think that is also why i enjoyed it i think it had it was not the action game a lot of people described it to be it was not really the same as a gta with uh, cowboys it was really a simulation of that and i personally always felt like if you took your time the more time you uh, took to play the game and just immerse yourself in the world, the more you got out of it. To just sit down and 
be a bandit for two hours or three hours or four hours and just really get into it. And if it's just fishing for three hours, then it's just fishing for three hours. It was part of the experience. And I think uh, that is a very unique concept that you can't pull off with, uh, with many topics, but as, especially since we don't have many um, Wild West era games right now, um, probably also because of the success of the Red Dead Redemption games, but still, also just the as I mentioned, but just the scale, um, the the game length, but also just the the map and so much um, attention to detail that uh, you are um, used to from Rockstar, but uh, they really out uh, did themselves uh, with the game. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's why it comes for me on the list. I think that's that's definitely a great choice. I mean, it is the only Rockstar game that we've gotten this generation. Um, and Rockstar is always just... Uh, GTA 5? Well, that was uh, that was last gen. Really? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it came, out right at the, it came out right at the end. And then they... Uh, they True, yeah. They remastered oh, yeah. it for PS5 and Xbox One. And apparently they're remastering it for PS5. <laughs> of course um, I mean, just... it's still in the top ten best-selling games each every month, week. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, very good choice. Um, yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what your game of the generation is. Again, it doesn't have to be necessarily your favorite game of all time or your favorite game of this generation. We're just looking for games that are standout games, games that we feel like left an impact on us for uh one reason or another and uh yeah i'm still uh still enjoying that so now we have dark souls 3 witcher 3 watchdogs 1 fortnite rocket league persona 5 legend of zelda breath of the wild pt bloodborne and red dead redemption 2 uh akko what do you got coming up next week oh. <laughs> um i will continue with mafia 3 i will continue with uh Mass Effect Andromeda, I will continue with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the DLCs. Uh, I entered, uh, I forgot about um, talking about that, but I entered a new map portion of the DLC. It's like a big new map or fairly big map. I'm still a little bit on the fence uh, in terms of what I think about it, so I will probably talk about that more next time on the podcast, but uh, those are the big plans. I also try to find some time to get uh, back into doing stuff for YouTube uh, here and there. So look out for that. Very cool. Uh, let's see. I'll be continuing um, Deus Ex during the days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I uh, stream at 2 p.m. Central Time. And then Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do a night stream at uh, 9 p.m. Central Time. And I'm playing through Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, at nights and really enjoying those. Um, as far as announcements go, I don't think that we have too many. Um, I mean, I know there are some more game announcements coming up, but I don't think that there's anything notable coming up next week. Um, there's a lot. It seems like there's always a few small things that are going on, but I try to cover as many of those as I can. Um, you can watch this podcast if you want to live every week, uh, every Friday afternoon. Uh, 2 p.m. Central Time, and that's 9 p.m. European Time. We do it live here on twitch.tv slash how451. Uh, Akko, I want to thank you so much for joining me as always. 
And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everyone. We are going to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.